It's Friday night, which means it's time for another episode of the Friday Night Nicktoons podcast. I'm Casey. And I'm Ashley. Last time we talked about Hey Arnold, the uh, trash day special, as they call it. (laughs) Yeah, that episode was called Longest Monday, and uh, it was a good mix of laugh out loud hilarious and like deeply disturbing. We put out our weekly Twitter poll about that episode, asking, will Arnold and Gerald continue the trash can day tradition as fifth graders? This was our closest poll in a long time, probably not since Nick Madness have we had a poll this close. It was 52% no, 48% yes. And Ashley, I think you and I both voted no, so without our votes, yes wins. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty wild. And, and I don't necessarily think you're wrong. Like, I, we, we had our discussion at the end, too. It wasn't an easy answer for me either I, I think that there's a chance that they do you know I, I see a world in which either of these things happen so definitely a, a morally interesting question though totally and I think there should be a third option if we could have like a fill-in you know that's like yes but they'll modify it in some way we probably sure. could have put that in actually yeah but I mean I feel like this this gives us a better like equal split to to sort of right that's think true it would been two. harder to measure Plus, that's less hot takey, and we love our hot takes. Everything's got to be good or takes. bad, yes or no, top five or off the list. <laughs> top five or bottom five, let's be real right. here. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, it was, that, was, that was a good one. That was one of our better pulls in a while. We've, we tend to go for the silly ones, but I do think that right. one really made you think Makes a little bit think. more. Yeah. Yep. This week, though, we are going on to our Avatar The Last Airbender episode seven in our watch through. Uh, getting pretty pretty uh, exciting pretty quickly here. Um, this one is a part one of a two-part episode, but we decided they were separate enough that we're only covering episode seven today. All right, and follow us on Twitter at FNN underscore podcast and Facebook, facebook.com slash FNN podcast, and review us on Apple Podcasts so others can find the show, and check out our YouTube page. We are creeping closer and closer to 200 Twitter followers, which is super fun, so uh, why don't you get us there? If you listen every week and you don't follow us on Twitter, we got lots of great memes, we'll have weekly updates and other announcements. Yeah, that's also where you'll find our exciting polls, and you know, you can sway the discussion so does it get more exciting than that folks <laughs> or you can tweet memes at us like several of our listeners do and we'll talk about them on the show you bet oh we we love our memes more than anything else in this world and with that one guys thanks so much for tuning in now let's get started All right, and this episode is called Winter Solstice Part 1, The Spirit World. It's Book 1, Water, Episode 7, and this one originally aired on April 8th, 2005, and if anyone cares, it's a day after my youngest brother's fourth birthday. <laughs> Always got to relate it to the birthdays, don't we? <laughs> yep. In this one, Aang finds himself in a small Earth Kingdom village that is being attacked by the, how do you pronounce that? I think Hey Bai. That sounds right. <laughs> the hey by a monster from the spirit world. The village believes that Aang can make peace with the spirit since the Avatar is the bridge between the physical and the spirit world. Aang unsuccessfully tries to calm the monster, which kidnaps Sokka in the process of attacking the village. 
Aang pursues him, but he is knocked out and ends up in the spirit world where he cannot be seen or heard. While there, he is told that Avatar Roku has a message for him on the winter solstice. After returning, Aang proceeds to calm the attacking spirit, restoring peace to the village. Meanwhile, Iroh gets captured by Earth Kingdom soldiers while bathing in a hot spring. The soldiers plan to take him to the Earth King capital, Ba Sing Se, to face justice, but Iroh proves to be a formidable firebender even when restrained. Zuko eventually catches up with the soldiers to help free him, foregoing his chase for the Avatar for the time. So yeah, this is the first uh, bit of real Iroh action we get to see in here. He is, he is a lot more cutting than you might originally think. He kind of comes in here and feels more like a, a jokey character, but we'll see in this one. He, he has a little bit of a, a change of tone. Do you know why the forest spirit is called Hey Bai? Uh, some terrible joke. That's, that's what. <laughs> I am gonna, little spoiler, that it is going to be the subject of my little blurb for this week at the end of our discussion, but the fake explanation is that because he said hey bye and disappeared in this episode. There so. we go. There we go. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I kind of figured the spirit world, this is also the first time we're seeing that, and that's one of the cooler parts of this show, right? I, I don't think we've touched on it much, if at all in previous episodes um mm -hmm. and it's it's a really wild part of the show it kind of has and i don't know casey if you've seen any of them kind of has a miyazaki feel to it for me mm. in a little bit of a way I there no. um so that's spirited away is probably the one that it most immediately reminds me of but anyways um just kind of that interesting weird creature kind of feel going on and i love it yeah and it has this you know sort of good and bad quality to it where like in the spirit world it's this horrible monster but it is this protector of the village deep down so he's trying to calm it down and get it back to being the docile it, it appears like a panda bear basically um yeah so it's this is a really cool episode they're all good i'm sure there's a certain episode we'll get to that the fan base is pretty divided on but it's no wicked game <laughs> for those of you who stuck with us all the way to the end of we're in between uh there are very few episodes that divide fans on this show and they're all great this one is no exception and yeah this is another moment of they're continuing on their journey and they they you know set up camp or whatever presumably uh and they end up in this small earth kingdom village so they're kind of you can almost imagine them going from dot to little dot on the globe yeah they they kind of just you know they're chilling around and it's another one of those things where they find out that he's the avatar and we we kind of get this realization too where he he talks about how um they're talking about how he needs to find a waterbending teacher at the pole and he says yeah but there's nobody that can teach me how to be the avatar and it's kind of an interesting thing that i you know we talk about how lonely he is as the only airbender but being the avatar is kind of an inherently lonely position right like there's only one at a time so you're the only person living on earth who really knows what you're going through um just saying he, yeah not only is he the last airbender but he's the only avatar so he's probably the loneliest avatar in history too because at least every previous avatar had other benders right yeah i mean i guess i shouldn't assume that we don't know that that's but true but it's gotta be amongst did. right and and yeah so 
and and just doesn't have sort of the the teachings that have been sort of passed on from avatars really as well laid out for him as he would have right like we talk about how his old uh, teacher i forgot the name was going to you know monkeyatsu yeah because he, he talked about how he had certain things that he was going to tell him when he was old enough right and so like he has yeah. to sort of dig through and find all of that on his own too anyways that's true well, it's um, like Aang is sort of living. I just beat uh, the. T- I've been playing an, uh, every Zelda game over the past year, and I just beat Oracle of Seasons and Ages, the Game Boy ones. And in Oracle of Ages, you're jumping back and forth between the past and the present, and lots of things happen, like what happens to Aang. Like you'll talk to someone and he'll go, "Meet up with me in the future, and I'll have something special for you." And then like you go to the future, and the guy is dead, and you have to like go into his grave to find what he was gonna give you. Like it's kind of messed up stuff like that i don't know why that made me think of it but the time jump stuff can really mess with your head oh for sure um yeah and and in addition to this one of the things that he doesn't really have anybody helping him out with is the spirit world he doesn't really have a great understanding of how it works or what he's supposed to do with it but he knows that they're like hey look you're the avatar you can fix this spirit world problem right and he's kind of terrified and understandably right he's like i don't really know how to deal with this i've never had to deal with this um yeah the, so the spirit world and we like you said ang doesn't know much about it and therefore we as an audience don't know much about it yet and the spirit world i see it as this sort of like parallel dimension that like only very special people can get to and there are these horrible beasts they kind of remind me of the, in the later pokemon games there are these uh oh do you do you know what do you know what i'm talking about what are they called something beasts uh, uh i was gonna say divine beasts that's not yeah it. they are i think they are divine ultra beasts i would say divine beasts is a uh, breath of the wild right <laughs> yes yeah they're ultra beasts in pokemon and that's kind of what these spirit monsters are and yeah the spirit world will going forward be an, a very important part of this show as obviously we can tell from this two-part episode too yeah, and we continue um, to delve into it a little bit more too in uh cora we get some interesting yes, interplay there too. In um, yeah. But regardless, we kind of know at this point that there's this weird creature. He's from the spirit world, and he's he's displeased. Um, and then we see Aang kind of try to fight him off just by being like, "Hey, I command you to stop. I'm the Avatar." And we we do see that the spirit world doesn't seem to care all that much, right? Like about humans in general. We kind of get this vibe immediately, right? But even though he's the avatar, even though he's supposed to be the bridge, he's not like inherently in control of anything in the spirit world. Um, not at all. He's very out of control. Yeah. And, and, and he gets there accidentally. He doesn't yeah. even try to. And and when he gets there too, we find out that he can't bend in the spirit world, which has got to be a pretty terrifying thing to feel too, right? He's so used to kind of relying on this to, you know, as his defensive mechanism and just like, you know, a part of, who he is and now he can't bend at all in the spirit world so it's it's yeah it's an interesting place that he kind of accidentally ends up in and, and we'll dig into it more in the series as to sort of how that works but i do love this first kind of accidental uh glimpse into what's going on yeah it makes the discovery even cooler it kind of harkens back to when katara and Sokka accidentally discover ang and their lives are forever changed yeah and uh yeah, and it's just another one of those things where it's like, well, in addition to him having to save the world, he's supposed to know how to balance the spirit world thing, too. Um, so it's just another thing on, on Aang's plate to deal with here. But Right, and there's this great moment where this dragon, I think it is, comes up to Aang, and 
he goes, oh, you're Avatar Roku's animal guide, like Appa is to me. And it's a classic in-character moment, because we know Aang speaks out loud a lot. Um, but it gives us that exposition really clearly, because we have no way of knowing that Roku's animal guide is this thing. So we can t- we, we know right off the bat that Roku is trying to contact Aang, or that he at least has a bridge to Avatar Roku in the spirit world. Yeah, and then we find out... Um then sort of cryptically about the winter solstice which is uh i think it's the next day two days from then something like that is it tomorrow from the show it's it's soon um and and we'll get to the exact cliffhanger but moral of the story he needs to get pretty far from where he is pretty quickly and a pretty short amount of time to get this message from roku yeah, and that's presumably what the second part is going to be about yes. of this two-part episode. Is He's got a clear journey again. You know, it's he has to go to a temple on a Fire Nation crescent, crescent-shaped island on the, the summer solstice to speak to Roku, or sorry, on the winter the solstice winter. to speak to Roku about the comet. And uh, the anticipation of that is so exciting. Like, is he really going to meet the last Avatar? Like, how is that even possible? And what amazing insight will he be able to pass on to Aang? Yeah, and, and also just interesting, like, he has to do it from you know, from this specific location, like, what's special about that? We, we just kind of have all this, all these questions going on as to, like, why why there, what's there that he needs to see so much, and, and yeah, we do have this, this good path forward. Um, we were debating, again, whether or not to go for part two, but we figured there's so many cliffhangers in this show that if we kept going every time we said, oh man, let's, like, we gotta know what happens next, we would just watch the whole show. So, we're not going to do that quite yet, but... Yeah, right. And I say we keep this discussion separate, where we finish everything we want to say about the Aang plot, and, and then, then go we back, quickly yeah. go over the Iroh one. Um, so Aang does successfully calm the attacking spirit. He restores peace to the village. They come back, and he reunites... Sokka is captured in this episode, but he's really not... It's No one cares that much. No, it's, it's kind of mentioned. <laughs> it's kind of tossed aside every yeah. now and then, but it's really not a major concern. It's more about saving the village than it is saving Sokka, which I guess makes sense. And of course, Aang wants to save Sokka, but if it had been Katara, I think it would be a whole different episode. Oh, agreed. Agreed. It would be a whole a whole different story, but, you know, it is what it is. Um, yeah, and when they come back, the village the villagers say to Sokka, what can we do to repay you? And he goes, oh, you could give us some supplies and some money. And, and they're like, of course, we'd be happy to, but it's funny how upfront yeah. he is. Um, and they do kind of need it. And, and, you know, I think it does kind of answer that question, too. Right now, they've just been three kids sort of scurrying around. And it doesn't really necessarily make sense as to how they would, you know, keep life going otherwise. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's most of what I needed from their side. I mean, it's a pretty Katara yeah, light episode. It is. Um, Sokka, again, is mentioned, but not really prevalent other than that he's been kidnapped and then has returned. And, yeah, the... That eventually Aang kind of explains like, hey, the forest is going to get regrown. I know you're upset about it, but, you know, we're, we're working on, on getting it back and the spirit monster is calmed. So that's that's about that. Um, are we good to move over to Iroh? Let's do it. Yeah. Why don't you kick us off? Yeah. So we start out and he's sitting in these, this uh, hot spring, which he says that he's, you know, heating by himself. He's using his bending skills to kind of create some smoke and he's just lounging about 
And again, this is kind of how we've seen Iroh up until this point, is he's just lounging, he's just being kind of lazy, and Zuko is getting all flavors of worked up about catching the Avatar. Um, and then, while he's just lounging about, we get a bunch of these Earth Kingdom soldiers coming in, saying that they want to take him to Ba Sing Se, and I won't spoil anything, but Ba Sing Se will not, uh, that will not be the last time we hear the name of that city, but we don't quite get to, to catch it in this episode yet, because we find out that Iroh has some killer strategy up his sleeve. Yes, he sure does. He's able to escape. It's this sort of cool, it's like a combined action and like clever strategy sequence. And yeah, they're going to take him to Ba Sing Se, which is interesting because we know that that's where the most Fire Nation influence is right now. So I don't know why the Earth soldiers would take him there. I guess it's still not totally captured yet. Right. Um, and, and, you know, that's just, it's probably where the most secure prisons are that they have. And and they do say specifically, it's not that they're just capturing him because he's a member of the Fire Nation, though they probably would have, but they mentioned that he was the Dragon of the West, that he used Mm -hmm. to be a commander. And we kind of get this insight for the first idea that he has a bit of a ruthless history. We will, again, dig into that a lot more throughout the series, but this is that first glimpse of, like, this guy's dangerous enough that all of these guards are like, we've got to capture him and we need him to be, like, secured right now. Um, unfortunately, yeah, through his his sort of varying ways of escaping, he kind of plays himself off as, like, an older, weaker man, too, and he, yeah, he you know, does. acts like he's so tired and then he, you know, starts getting at him. And um, at one point they decide, you know what, what we've got to do is we've got to break his hands, which is pretty horrifying to do to a bender, right? Um, And they have this giant boulder as they're earthbending it above his hands, about to drop it on them just to completely make them unusable. And then we get a good old Zuko popping in there at the perfect moment to help him out. So a bit of a tension builder there, though, because, God, what what a horrifying idea of torture, right? It is, and one that you don't really think about until this moment, that a way to take away someone's bending could be... I mean, I guess he could still use his feet, but maybe not with fire bending. But one and, thing and not I, the same I mean, way either way. About not, right. We've been good about not spoiling things, but I want to do one minor spoiler, because I think it's important, and I might forget if we don't. So Iroh, they're taking him to Ba Sing Se, and I think there's some irony there, because when he was this uh, dragon of the West, he led what was we'll find out soon, was a failed attack oh, on Ba Sing Se. They do mention that in this episode, actually. Um, oh, they great. say something well, the- about, I forget the exact amount of time, um, but they, they say something about how it was um, just a really long battle and they didn't give up, was basically what he said. Um, okay, so yeah, great. Then it's not a spoiler at all. But so there is the irony there of them wanting to take him to Ba Sing yeah. Se, the place that he tried to capture. And it creates like a pretty interesting moral dilemma for the viewers because of like the Earth Kingdom, people are the good guys here. <laughs> you know, Iroh, despite even though we like him as an audience, he is still of the Fire Nation and he has not disavowed them. No, so and... He, he and, is a part uh, of this. He has a history here, clearly, of being a strong supporter of yes. the Fire Nation, too. Even though he's been a little more passive so far, he's kind of just been like, all right, yeah, go ahead, capture the Avatar, yeah, yeah. We see that he had some strong, strong ties here. So, yeah, even though he 
he feels like you know he's a nicer guy he he is still a pretty pretty dangerous person but you you do root for him in this moment you don't really want him to get captured right yeah the show does a great job of making us root for him he's sort of an anti-hero here even if he has reformed we don't really know that at this point and yeah we are rooting for him to escape of course because he is he's charming and funny and an important character to the advancement of the plot and him being in jail slows things down so it's good for everybody except those earthbenders that he does escape and Zuko mentions like okay now we have to get back to searching for the avatar and it's it's always the avatar he never calls him Aang like he's it's like he's an object to Zuko yeah and and he really is right he's just this goal to to get at but he's not really you know thinking thinking about him as a person in any way he's just this goal to get his honor back so on and so forth um and yeah you know we do see though that he's willing to save his uncle still right he is willing to forego that for a minute to to save his uncle so he does have some heart to him Um, absolutely and like when the soldiers call him the once great Iroh that mm, helps us sort of get on his side too that now it's an underdog story and that stings yeah, and, and we do have this great moment where there's five soldiers, and one of them says, it's five against two, you're clearly outnumbered. And Iroh says, yeah, that's true, but you're clearly outmatched. And they just destroy them in, like, the best of ways. One of those great action movie one-liners that would be really corny in any other show, but that they somehow pull off no, in it's, this series. It's so perfect. So many things that they do and say shouldn't be like hit the way that they do, and you're just like, nope, that was it. That's that good stuff. Last thing I've got on this episode is the spirit monster's shoulders. Can we talk about that? (laughs) Like, like, kind of goals. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it's because it's four arms. (laughs) But you know what I'm talking about. Yes. Yes. Oh, he's. that thing is horrifying. In the best of ways and the worst of ways, kind of at the same time, honestly. Yeah. And and we'll we'll see more of the the crazy creatures that the spirit world has to offer, but it's a good it's a first good first glimpse. Um anything else? I don't think so. No. Should we head over to my little segment? It's a quick one this week. Let's go ahead and do it. Yeah, so I want to focus on Hey Bai and just the sort of idea of the spirit world monsters in general. I can't get too in detail because it'll reveal things we don't know yet about the spirit world, but I will say that Hey Bai is also known as the black and white spirit, and it is a forest spirit that normally takes the form of a docile panda bear, but can transform to a large four-armed monster in the spirit world. And we don't know much about why or how this happens, just that it does. And uh, so yeah, he's been protecting this Earth Kingdom forest for thousands of years. And uh, there's a statue of him that looks like a normal bear, which is interesting. So we have these different like religious interpretations of this uh, spirit animal. And uh, just the idea of like religion and avatar, it's interesting that they get these tangible real interactions with, with what are essentially gods in this universe. And um, most of it's myth, but like through the Avatar and through past Avatars, we know that they're real. And uh, yeah, so the forest is just outside of Senlin Village, which is where we were in this episode. And so I guess it was because the fi- the forest was destroyed by Fire Nation people, and that's what made the spirit angry. So uh, 
really interesting stuff. And then as it gets closer to the winter solstice, that affects the spirit world. So it it was further, you know, there was further chaos because of the solstice. Um, yeah, and, and we, we kind of something we skipped over is that it terrorized this village by abducting one villager each day. So it really was this really terrorizing, upsetting sort of day-by-day thing. No one knew who was safe. No one knew what was going to happen to them. So when Sokka is the one, uh, you know, then the plot of our episode happens. And uh, yeah, another detail we sort of glossed over is that Aang showed Heibai the acorns that covered the floor of the burnt forest. So reassuring Heibai that the the forest would grow back. And I think that's a beautiful symbol, choosing to show him uh, these acorns and basically saying like, chill out, dude, there'll be a forest again. You're thousands of years old. (laughs) And, and Katara did the same thing, right? Because Aang is kind of devastated by seeing the forest wrecked in the first place. And then Katara yeah. shows it to him first and says, like, look, this proves that they'll regrow. And he's like, thanks, I needed that. And it's kind of fun to see that passed back on, too. Yeah, it's a nice duality because Aang probably wouldn't have come up with that on his own. And it, it just shows that he needs, needs his team behind him. And here it was from Katara. And she was just bringing her usual positivity, but it ended up saving who knows how many people. Yeah, and just kind of showing how he is able to take in those lessons and pass them forward, right? Like, just because she did that doesn't mean that everyone would have figured out, like, oh, you know, I should I should, uh, um, pass this information. This is the information that this animal needs right now. So it's kind of kind of shows that he's a little bit wiser than we might initially think. Yeah, and he grows bamboo kind of at will for them at the end of the episode, which is a beautiful moment. And yeah, he's so even when he is this like terrifying, dangerous monster, it's all out of protection for the forest. It's not just pure rage and chaos. It's it's focused and it's it's, you know, everyone is the enemy at that point because in a way they are. And yeah, I just think this creature is so interesting. And Heibai means black white in Chinese, mm. which is pretty cool. Uh, the panda design, obviously, and the actual design of the monster. Um, the monster has four arms and six legs, which is also interesting. Um, yeah, and this is not the last time we will see this creature. That's all I will say about that. But this is certainly the most important moment for Heibai yeah, in that's, the series. That's actually really cool. And I, I'm sure we'll see at least a couple more of these segments being about you know, the spirit world and some of its really interesting uh, intricacies there. But yeah, yeah good insight. I almost, I almost did my segment on the spirit world in general, but we just, there's too there's much not we enough still yet. have to learn. Yeah. yeah, agreed. Right now we just know it exists and there's this panda in it and yes. <laughs> Roku's animal guide. And we'll, we'll definitely dig in further later, but yeah, a little too early to get into all of the, the depth on it. But uh, yeah, good, good, uh, good info there. For sure. Shall we head over to the conclusion? Let's do it. Our Twitter poll for this week is, would you keep a spirit monster as a pet? Yes or no? And you, you know, this one might be a little bit tougher for those of you who haven't seen the show before, because they're not all quite as a uh, monstrous looking as the ones that we've seen. So um, I'm interested to see how the results on this one pan out. 
And if you do vote yes, just make sure you never do anything to its cage or, like, its home in general, or you're going to have a mess on your hands. Yeah, yikes. Yeah, so that'll be a fun one, a kind of lighter one, I guess. Uh, Next week, we're looking at the final Fairly Odd Parents episode ever, so not the original ending that I believe we have covered. What was it, Abercatastrophe? Or no, Channel Chasers was the end originally. Um, But this is the real final episode that aired about a year and a half ago when the show ended for good. So right now, the only show running of our usual lineup is Spongebob, and we know that's never going to end. Yeah, that's wild. Um, I'm interested to see. I I don't think they made it a conclusive ending by any means, um, but I'm still interested to, you know, watch the last one, kind of say goodbye to the the creation of new episodes of that show. So I think that'll be good. Yeah, I read the description, and it's definitely, it has, like, finality to it. Oh, good. Even if it isn't, like, a big resolution. Sure. So. That's good news. Yeah, so. and we're just going to watch the second one. It, it was a yeah, double part episode, B. but right. we're just going to watch the B one. Yeah. And with that, be sure to follow us on Twitter, Facebook, find us on YouTube, and Apple Podcasts. Review us there, too. Appreciate all of that. Yeah, well, thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll see you next week.